I'm Professor Neil Feinstein, and this is Conversations with the Creators, sponsored by St. John's Master's Program in Integrated Advertising Communications. Ideas thrive here. Purpose. That's a word you hear a lot these days, but what does it mean and how do you put it into action to make a difference in the world? Today, we're talking to two people who are passionate about making sure the word purpose doesn't become an overused buzzword. Meet Heidi Schoenek and Phil White. He's the strategy guy. She's the creative force. They're a formidable team that works on so many levels. First, they're married, so they can probably finish each other's sentence. More important, they care about the same things, smart thinking, inspired ideas, and making a difference. All of that is the purpose driving their boutique agency, Grounded World. It's an agency that believes that making money and making a difference should not be competing forces. Heidi and Phil, thank you for taking time to share your passions with my students. Thanks for having us. Pleasure. You're welcome. Um, I've always been fascinated by the strategic creative connection, and it seems to me that you have turned that into a marriage, <laughs> the strategic creative. <laughs> so let's start there. Um, how do you find, Phil, how do you find a meaningful insight, and then how do you present that to a creative team? Yeah, great question. Um so I guess to kind of start broad, you know, kind of insights can come from anywhere, really, can't they? So they can. Wait, wait, can, from... can I just ask you something? What is an insight? Let's start very basic. What, what is, is an insight? insight? What is an insight? That's a good, that's an even better place to start. Um, so for me, the clues in the word in and sight, right? Um, so in uh, for me is what's going on inside someone's head. <laughs> what do they care about? What's useful? What motivates them? What interests do they have? What's their belief or attitude or unique perception on the world when it comes to a specific theme or topic or a brand? So the first part of the in is just understanding the inner workings of someone's mind and how to what degree they're predisposed towards uh, the thematic or the topic or the cause or the brand that we're trying to get behind. Sight is the other bit. And that, I think in our experience, particularly coming out of the world of brand activation, this is the bit that's often f forgotten, particularly, and I, you know, dare I say that we still probably still live rightly or wrongly in a very much kind of advertised, conceptually advertising driven industry is unless you understand the behavior, you're missing half the insight. So the opportunity for an insight is connect what's going on in there with how do people behave out there <laughs> and it's the basically what you often find is there's a there's a tension between the two there's an idealized state of what we think people want to do or what they think they want to do because as we know often consumers can't articulate really what they want to do but they'll always default to their natural pre-programmed behavior so what we the way that we often think about it when we're trying to get to an insight is we call it the intention action gap What's the gap between what people say they want to do and what they actually do? What is the tension? And therefore, what is the role of the brand or the organization or the client, whoever you're working with? How can they come in and how are they uniquely placed to resolve that tension? 
And that effectively is strategy <laughs> in a nutshell. It's resolving the tension between a desired state and an actual state and then providing a role for the brand to come in and uniquely, you know, solve, resolve that tension and hopefully deliver some kind of added value experience. And for me, that's how I define strategy. So, so that, that's brilliant. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I love that. I love that because it, what's so interesting to me is that there's an intention there. It's easy. It's easy to see the behavior, but what, what's the, what is the emotional or, or, or the, the, the organic part of the consumer that is driving mm-hmm. that behavior. And, and there's a tension between that. Well, I'm just explaining what you just explained. I'm just processing. <laughs> no, but I, I, but I'd, I'd say, Liam, actually, I'd, I'd argue that it's actually easier to understand the in and much harder to decode the site. Because obviously, you know, you can observe someone, you know, choosing one can of baked beans from a supermarket shelf. But unless you ask them why and what drove that behavior, you might just say, oh, they chose a cheaper one. Right. That may or may not be the case, but they might actually have chosen the cheaper one because it was, it was something that their grandma used to serve them then when they were nine years old, when they went on holiday you know, when, when they want to stay in their summer they vacation. They wanted their beans on toast. And they wanted their beans on toast. Spot the brick, right? <laughs> so how do, you, how do you get to that, though? How do you, I mean, because what they say and what's deep inside is that's that's the magic, right? Right, Heidi? Isn't that isn't that the it, thing it, that, that you can turn into the most incredible creative that actually engages, more than engages, like dig burrows deep into the consumer? It That's is. It is. And we'll give you a really cool example, okay. which I think is one of the coolest examples we've ever done. So we're working on a project for the World Food Programme. And um, they run a massive, massive refugee camp um, Jordan. in Jordan of about, I think it's probably the largest. It's like 30,000 people. It was, I think it was larger, like 90,000 people. Because it was so big, they actually had their own supermarket in the refugee camp to, to, to basically service, you know, um, so service those who lived there. And the brief was really interesting, actually. The brief was, how do we get people to use less plastic bags, <laughs> right? In our refugee camp. In our, ref- in our supermarket, in our refugee camp. Uh, in, is, that, in is that a brief or is that just an objective? No, this is a real brief. This is a real brief. <laughs> um, and, and in context, there was, a, there was a really good reason for it because uh, those plastic bags were finding their way out into the desert, into the Ikki system and choking camels. Okay. Like I've never had a brief like that before in my entire career, but it was pretty cool, right? Like, right. Okay. wow. We needed to save the camels. Save the camels, right. right. Um, <laughs> and they tried everything. They tried- They gave them canvas bags. Incentives, they'd switched out canvas bags. They gave them more money. They tried, they did a public awareness campaign. They put posters around the camp saying, don't use plastic bags. And yet still people kept asking for them and still kept using them. And they were blowing around the camp and choking camels basically. So we observed the behavior, which was they were still buying plastic bags. And despite all the advertising and the messaging and the incentives uh, to the contrary, they still kept on using them. So then what we did is from an ethnographic point of view, then we basically followed the journey of the bag, right? All the way back to why were people using bags? And what it transpired is bags, plastic bags had much greater utility 
for the members of the camp than just transporting their food from the supermarket back to their accommodation. They were used to collect rainwater. They were used for kids to play with. They were there to protect valuable items that had been transported when they'd been, you know, when they were kind of moving from one country to the next. Carrying so, the laundry. Carrying the laundry. So in effect, the plastic bags weren't, we were, we were just seeing them. We'd seen the problem as how we stop people asking for plastic bags when they buy from the supermarket. The real problem was how do you give someone something of value, of utility, that isn't as damaging as a plastic bag, but that can add you value to their life. So they actually see a real value in it and they can use it for multiple different things. And as soon as we reframed the problem, of course, we had a, you know, the solution was was obvious. <laughs> so, um, but, but that's so, just a really good example so, then of, of observing what, a behavior, then unpacking the, the why behind it. What I love about that is because the solution isn't advertising. I mean, yes, right. you're going to promote whatever the solution is, but the solution is, you know, to give them a different widget, right? Right. Yeah. And, and going back to the definition of an in and sight, right? right? If we just take in an, an advertising approach and just looked at the in, right, we, we, it wouldn't have solved the problem. It would have been plastic kills camels. And that's where they started because they right. started with a classic advertising approach. Let's come up with a campaign and stick posters everywhere and tell people not to use plastic bags because it chokes camels and it did nothing. So here's an interesting thing, Heidi. What is the role of advertising in in the world in a world that's driven by? I mean, grounded world. Your age, your boutique agency is all about purpose. What is the role of advertising, or is advertising useless? Um, the answer is probably yes and no to both. both <laughs> okay. So I think I mean advertising still much like you know once the once the solution of the of the bags was found, we needed to communicate that so people knew how to get this new this new item versus the old item. So advertising is useful then. Right. Um, but advertising is just another means to an end. So it's another tool in the toolbox right. of how we communicate the right places in the right time. So it's just a platform. The the key creative piece is solving that tension is finding that problem coming up with the new solution and putting that in the right place and space so that it people can adopt it um and that's not always advertising um take, take me through the i'm just i'm fascinated yeah. by this case take me through the tactical decisions you made in 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 promoting in change in changing the perception and the the behavior really yeah i mean this one was primarily a research brief so we didn't okay. We gave them the 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 aha, the insight, right, and told them, passed it off to them, and then their own team went and then ah, oh, now we know what we need to make, and they went and made, and then they put up the posters. Um, so in this case, there weren't tactics that we created. Okay. Um, what it did do is helped us just towards inspiring towards the solution. So you could say we were more problem solvers and uh, anthropologists, kind of, <laughs> in that brief than we were creative creative market marketeers. So so. Anthropo I love the idea of anthropology. I mean, isn't 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 that you know eth when you're talking about ethnography, when you're talking about anthropology, isn't that almost kind of redefining the role of what you do every day? Yeah, and maybe because like I've always anthropology, archaeology were like my backup career. I was really into the study of people and cultures, and back in the day till I realized there's actually only one other career that pays less than artists. And that was it. Um, but, um, but, uh, anthropology, it's, it is, it's about studying the behavior of people, which is what, you know, Phil does primarily. And then you have instincts and intuition around that, that then you can try out different solutions. Um, what I appreciate about a good insight 
So, you know, Phil gave a very, a very lovely definition. Um, I would just say it's the aha. It's the human truth. Um, And many times it gets misconstrued with a data point. So people say, oh, it's this. And you, that's the way to unlock it. Um, But it's the human truth underneath. And what it should do is make you pause. And as a creative person, it needs to allow me to feel a sense of tension that I need to resolve. And if I can feel that tension, that sparks the creative problem solving piece of my brain and my team's brain. And then we can come up with a million solutions that can make that, that make it possible. Um, So what's really fun, if you take the anthropology, the archaeology and um, the strategery into the same mix, it actually allows us to be much more than poster creators or filmmakers, but we're actually problem solvers at our core that can solve much bigger problems than just putting the message in the right place and compelling people to buy. It's really fundamentally around changing behavior and uh, ideally with the intent of making the world better. What's so interesting. I, I mean, I grew up in the world of direct marketing, so behave, it was all about behavior and, you know, and here's an offer, <laughs> this offer, you know, buy, buy these beans instead of those beans, because they're cheaper. <laughs> Going back to your early, earlier. Or they'll make you feel even more powerful. (laughs) Right, right. right. Well, the more powerful is really the, the, uh, is, is, is the, is that insight underneath it. Sure, it's cheaper. Isn't that nice? But who doesn't want to be more powerful? So I love the way you describe it. You've come up with a very nice catchphrase being in advertising, the wow and the how. Talk a little bit about the wow and the how. And I mean, that, that, you know, that's, kind of the encapsulation of your relationship as a, as a team, isn't it? In a lot of ways, I wouldn't know which of us is the wow and which is the how. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. (laughs) No, I think in a lot of ways, I'll I'll give a a perspective and then Phil will make it much more eloquent, but the, um, what I've always appreciated about the, so with the wow and the how is kind of in, in many ways, my, um, my approach is kind of like it's it starts with either a data point or a surprising fact or something you weren't quite you know that sets you back a moment and then the how is where we start to unlock the insight towards a, a way forward so for for um at least how i like to work is i don't tend to do very well with creative briefs that are fluffy that don't feel like they're grounded in truth um and evidence so mm-hmm. when i feel like i have the evidence then i believe in the insight a bit more, believe in the, the problems worth solving. And then it tends to motivate a, yeah, just put a more motivated solution kind of on the table or inspire those. So a brief that says, going back to an earlier example, it says, get people to stop buying, using plastic, plastic bags. Right. They're killing camels. Is That's not enough for you. You need more. What do you need? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I need, I need to feel that sense of tension and, um, and sometimes immediacy, sometimes impact around that. So if it mm-hmm. said, you know, in this refugee camp, X, X camels are being killed every right. year by plastic right. bags. And they're, you know, then I know that, gosh, this is a, in fact a big problem. I care about these camels and of course the people. And then then it moves into and here's how we can help them. Then it starts to unlock the the potential way forward. So for, for you to make somebody care, you have to care as well. I have to believe that it's uh-huh. really a problem. So right. maybe also because in the world of purpose, greenwashing is something we're very cognizant of. Yeah. So we're, you know, I, I don't want to greenwash myself either. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you use the word highly a few times problem. 
I mean, right. another way of looking at strategy and creative and insight is it's just a problem really well defined. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, right. And, you know, the kind of, um, you know, the kind of human brain that we're predisposed to kind of have a, here's a problem which, which creates fight or flight and here's a solution, right? So there's a very clear dichotomy in everything we do between problem, solution, problem, solution, problem, solution. Um, and I think a lot of the dissonance or disconnect often in creative briefs or between agency teams is that there's still a big gap mm. between the definition of the problem and how we're going to solve the solution. The best briefs are when, a bit like the best ideas, where the insight is almost indistinguishable from the idea. To, it's so well articulated and so wow. well packed that you just naturally fall into the idea because it's the only possible solution because the insight, i.e. the definition of the problem and what we're trying to tackle is so well-defined and is so resonant and feels so true that you can't help but, you know, you just kind of tip into the idea almost naturally. There, there, there can almost be no other option. Mm. Um, so another way of looking at it is it's just a problem really, really well-defined. <laughs> So um, it talks to the heart and the head at the same time. When when we were talking to prepare for this thing, you mentioned that you have three questions that you always ask yourself. And does that help you define the problem in a way that is so useful and almost moves you closer, moves you along the journey or the path to getting to that insight? What are those three I questions? The, I think it's the BPP that you were leaning into. I think you were talking about the belief. Of purpose oh, the belief of purpose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that one. Um, yeah, kind of. What? Well, yes. Um, and I and I guess that 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 model uh, we call it the BBP stands for belief, purpose, and pursuits. Um, we kind of use that to define brand positioning and and go to market strategy. But what's also interesting is that we can we also use that as the creative brief to come up with an idea. Mm -hmm. um, because what that allows you to do it allows you to kind of define the belief. So in mm -hmm. other words, the the in, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, and the site, right. because that belief is is of this is what I believe about the world, and this is, but this is the this is the thing that's not happening, or this is the gap. That belief then sets up the purpose. So this is why we exist. This is what we need to do, and that can exist at a really high transformational level, like a brand purpose, or it can exist much lower down as a creative proposition. And we kind of use it interchangeably depending on the brief that, that that we're working on. And then the pursuits of the three things that need to be true to make it real. And for us, that's the product, the platform, and that's the impact. And if you think about it in kind of, I guess, old fashioned advertising terms, mm -hmm. the product is the RTBs, right? Right. What What's the difference? What's distinctive? What makes this product unique? The platform is how are we currently going to market and what do we think, what vehicle can we use to get it out there? Mm -hmm. It could be channel, it could be technology, it could be media, but what, what are we thinking this, what lens are we thinking this problem through with? And what's the ultimate impact that we want to have? Um, in other words, how do you want to ch change the way people think or feel? If you can define all of those things together on a single page, which is often what we do, and literally write a sentence for each, you get a very, very, very tight brief because it forces you to reconcile all of those tension points that we just talked about mm -hmm. and make sure there's a clear connectivity between the why, the what, and the how. <laughs> so it not only operates as a... Uh, 
as a very clear creative brief at a top level in terms of defining a brand or organization's purpose, but all the way down to a creative proposition. But you've got all the aspects of that campaign kind of mapped out on a single page. Mm -hmm. So then when you figure out how you want to activate it, you can decide what you're going to do to, for the product pursuit, what you're going to do for the platform pursuit, and what you're going to do to the impact pursuit, and make sure it always connects back to that purpose, which is then always informed by the belief, the belief by the insight about what people think and feel and, and do or don't do. Um, yes. So that that's how we do it. Um, and that's our little model for kind of trying to, connect all those dots but what's so interesting to me is that there's a lot there's a, there was there are a lot of words you used in there that are mer very meaningful in the world we live in and i think it's also driving the way you the way you've structured your business purpose belief impact it's not just about it's just it's not just about selling products right it's it's so much more talk to us because that seems to be your <laughs> Your, the if I was looking for the an insight about you two and 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 ground and and grounded world, um, that would be it, right? That would be where it would live in that area. Talk a little bit about why that's important to you and and how you know how that informs the way you do business and clients you choose and the people you hire and everything, you know, everything that drives your agency. Yeah, I think um, we I think well. We had an epiphany uh, several years ago, I guess, well, we're old enough that it was quite late, late in our career, but recently in current five, time, five years, five ago. years ago, um, where um, when we were working on Unilever and a lot of the sustainable um, brands and purposeful products in their portfolio, specifically their Unilever sustainable living plan. And what we realized is one, we were much more compelled to work on brands that were doing good in the world. It was not hard to find a creative person or a strategic person to kind of work on that brief. Um, the second thing we saw was that they dramatically outperformed their competition and or the broader portfolio of products within Unilever. So it was like, okay, we're on to something. One, because people, you're going to get better, better work when people want to do stuff. But two, um, they were driving consumer demand and conversion much better um, which we then attributed to the fact that they had a purpose and they were communicating that. So um, the more we saw that momentum, the more we wanted to to do it for a heart as well as a mind. And then again, we're, we were plugged into the UN. So we knew from the World Food Program and other organizations what dire straits the planet was in in many places and spaces. So the opportunity of business being that transformative agent of change for the world felt like the way change will happen. Um, as much as we all appreciate our government agencies, they can't do it all on their own. Money drives the system. Or they just can't do it. Or they're just, yeah, anyway. that's Bureaucracy just <laughs> weighs them down. Uh, won't do it. Or just, yeah, anyway, a lot yeah. of conversation there. But the yes. um, but, but business can, and if business can figure out how to um, fuel themselves by right. doing good, um, then the good will keep happening. Um, so... That's what made us really interested to see, could we create an agency that only focused on working with those businesses, brands, nonprofits, retailers, startups that were interested in doing the same thing, that wanted to use their business as a force for good. That's why we're a B Corp. But also we're going to um, fundamentally drive that impact in the world through the through the sale, through the use, through the services, through the fulfillment of their, of their brands, their products. Um, so it was this 
com- marriage, you could say, just keeping a theme um, between purpose and profit and have, letting those live, not just purpose doesn't just live with the nonprofit companies and profit doesn't just live with the the for the for profit businesses, but actually bringing those together in everything we do, then that if that afforded us the opportunity to create the change and fuel the momentum through through dollars and cents and partnership to actually see that impact. And um, yeah, that's what that's what drove the the origination of Grounded, which meant standing with one foot in purpose and one on profit, and then we'd stand on that foundation. We'd be well grounded, um, and that's what led us to today. So it it gives us the screen as to how we choose the clients we work on. And the brands that we work on, we've said no more often than we've said yes. Um, and um, allowed us to do the work that, well, use our expertise and hopefully all of our years of experience to help drive that sort of change in the industry, but also in um, in the businesses. Fantastic, commendable. And really, wow. Do, do you find that a lot of other businesses are doing this or, or more and more, it seems, right? Yeah, in, increasingly, um, to, to kind of various degrees, one, one of the biggest challenges we find, particularly with the larger organizations, let's call them legacy organizations, right. is, you know, they just don't know where to start. Yeah. Or if they do know where to start, they're really, really risk averse and scared of making a wrong foot mm. and then like, having it blow up in their face. Mm. So one of the biggest challenges we find is, you know, helping organizations with that roadmap, almost helping them understand the wow. journey and kind of guiding and navigating through that journey so it, it's manageable um and uh you know sometimes brands say we want to be an activist brand and, and we'll say all right well, well we'll talk to you again in five five to ten years time when you've proven that you're able to do mm. that basically so you know it's you can't just suddenly just switch it on and just say oh i'm i'm, I'm good now or yeah. oh now i'm a sustainable brand or you know now i'm a purpose-driven brand it takes a lot of time and a lot of soul searching and a lot of internal transformational work for an organization to get to a stage where it's authentic and it's it's credible and i think one of the biggest one of our biggest bugbears in fact i have to say this bugbear bugbear is that the word we used yeah bugbear i do is it is that just an english i don't know what a bugbear is do you know what a bugbear is now if you had a have a there is a little nasty but, but the bike i can get the um meaning from your from the way you approach the sentence <laughs> okay she's, so always, she's always doing this today she can't put me off my floor. i'm just getting into it and she just comes See, right, you've, just, you've, just, you've just you've just you know proven what i said at the beginning when i said you could finish each other's sentences <laughs> Or disproven. I don't know what a bugbear is. Disproven. But anyway, yeah, Sorry, I got it. It's I, like a bed bug. It's like a bed bug. Nasty little bed bug. Anyway, the point is, um, and this just, and I read this a few weeks ago, and it just it, just infuriated me. An author who shall rename nameless in a very well-known marketing magazine talked about brand purpose as a trend. Oh. And I was like, what on earth are you talking about? It's not a trend. It's not something that exists in the marketing department just to kind of layer on to a brief to try and make it feel a little bit more authentic. It made me mad. It made me blow my top because that is the problem. You know, brand purpose. Yes. Storytelling, activation, communication. Absolutely. But what we're seeing happen is that brand purpose is kind of either exclusively or individually being formulated by brand and marketing teams completely divorced of the rest of the organization or even where the organization is going or what 
its corporate environmental social governance principles are. And then they all wonder why consumers call bullshit and don't get behind it. Well, of course they're not going to because it's got nothing to do with who you are, what you do. <laughs> so, so, so one of the biggest challenges we're seeing is, is in this world today where we want to make marketing communications more purposeful is the level of convergence and integration that's now required is is challenging but it's also heartening because now in order to get to a really good brief right and define the problem and figure out how you're going to propel a brand organization forward it's it's multidisciplinary it's what you need corporate communications you need pr you need sustainability you need csi you need branding you need marketing right. you know you need everyone to coming together um to kind of figure out how they're going to kind of make this work um and that's why that's one of the reasons why we believe that you know businesses can be a force for good because one of the biggest challenges of course with businesses and why things go drastically wrong for them is that decisions are made in vacuums divorced from the rest of the organization which means that you know they come a cropper and do kind of really bad stuff sometimes and it's not necessarily because they're evil it's just because they've been operating in silos <laughs> so the integration i think certainly helps kind of you know get to a much more balanced much more purposeful and hopefully much more integrated solution I, I would almost like that the discussion not to be about brand purpose i would like the discussion to be just about purpose I about, about the purpose. minute because the minute you talk about you put the word brand in front of it it yep. becomes me 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 you know i'm talking Great. about myself as opposed to how i'm making an impact on the mm -hmm. world like your like your wonderful agency um Great. i have one one quick last question um, what is the, you know, we, purpose is so important for you. What is, what can my, you know, what's the best advice you can give to my students right at this moment who are, you know, f finishing their last few years in college and about to go out into the world? What would you say to them? Oh, best advice. I guess I, 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 usually, <laughs> I, I usually start by saying just start, like just do something. Yeah. And I think that's important. But I also think we're really lacking having people with integrity, drive, and a desire to change the world in the world of entering the world of marketing. I think maybe right now, I think there's a view that it's a bit self-serving and a bit maybe ego um, rather than um, impact and content. So what I what I would what I would love for them to understand is this is really your chance to change the industry for all of us. Right. Um, we know it's possible. We know it's needed. Um, and um, the best advice I would give them would be to just interrogate the briefs. Always bring a Trojan horse idea solution or a way in that is better for the world. Um, and and there and that's where that just try piece comes in. Don't don't accept. I'm well, I mean, if you're paid, I get it. You got to get pay the bills, but try not to accept the briefs just at face value. If they don't resonate with you, heart and soul, try to push back, try to try to then come up with your own way in that brings purpose or more purposeful intent or your own intent into the, into that, into that opportunity. Cause every brief is an opportunity to change the world for the better. Um, I, I and love that. it's up to us to do it. 
Yeah. A very brief is an opportunity for us to change the world for a bit. Thank you. I think you you've just this is just terrific. Thank you so much for your time and um and uh, <laughs> we'll be seeing you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. And we hope to see those students too. <laughs> okay. Uh, that that we can definitely that we can definitely do. This has been Conversations with the Creators, sponsored by St. John's Master's Program in Integrated Advertising Communications. Thanks to all our guests, my colleagues Professor Audrey Siegel Mavora, Kevin James, Christine Munk, and our producer Miriam Prever. Keep on ideating. <laughs>